Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Particularly after last week. Uh, if you missed it, you might want to keep it that way, I jest. So it's been a struggle recently to line up guests. I've got an insane amount I lined up, but um timing. I'm I'm really busy at the moment and this isn't my um this isn't really my 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 day job as such. So I've got all these guests I'm I've pausing because I'm getting the guests up that I've got in line at the moment. Right, all of the following have agreed to come on the podcast in the next few weeks, but it's a case of timing. This is all an explanation to say that this week we're having a Ask Pip where I got you guys to ask me questions on Facebook. Last week, unbeknownst that I was going to have a, a shortage of guests, I put out three podcasts <laughs> where me and my friends Chris and Stu got drunk and discussed a lot of issues in the news, a lot of issues in entertainment and all sorts of other things. I, I like that. But yeah, people have agreed. Frankie Boyle, Kathy Burke, M- Michael S- Soccer, Izzy Sooty, Carl Barrett, Ed Screen, uh, Thomas Turgoose, uh, Lauren Laverne, uh, Zowie Ashton, uh, Cedric Bixler, many, many people, many, many men. Um, and they're all going to come at some point. It's just a case of being in the same place at the same time and making that work. So either way, this week, you get you get me on my own just talking to you guys. But with your questions, I should mention... Obviously, as ever, we're sponsored by Speech Development Records. That's my record label with the likes of King Blue, Sage Francis, B. Dolan, A War and Peace, Giacomo Brown, Polar Bear, and My Good Self. If you head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com, you can buy stuff. You can also buy podcast stuff. So there's numerous different Team 3W t-shirts, which is our little our little team because of the welcome, welcome, welcomes at the start. That's our little gang. And yeah, you can head there and support the podcast, which really means a lot. I'm going to have some announcements in the podcast about other ways that you can support and other exciting things that are ahead, but I'll get to that. I'll probably start the podcast with that in a minute. So I guess let's just get the the intro going and then we'll get straight into it. Let's have the intro and maybe a sponsor. Boom. There we go. Here we are uh, with another podcast. Um, I'll explain why I've been so busy of late. Basically, I'm recording this on Good Friday. So Good Friday is the one kind of clear day I had and I've spent it recording stuff and doing bits and preparing bits and then sitting down with you guys for a talk because I'm dedicated. I like that. I'm not going out and lording it up in the sunshine as most of you are. I'm, I'm locking myself away in my little studio and chatting to you lovely kids. But yeah, so the reasons I'm I'm busy, I'm not going to go too crazy on it because I talked about it last week, but I'm doing a TV series at the moment and we've just started the second half of series one. And yeah, I'm delighted to be seeing that I'm on set quite a bit and I've, I've, I've got a lot to do and there's some cool stuff, some cool action and all sorts of things going on. I can't talk about it too much. It's called Taboo. I've mentioned it before. But yeah, so that's keeping me, me busy. But the other thing that's keeping me really busy is the Distraction Pieces book which is crazy exciting. I've had to, I've had to do kind of some presentations for the publishers and their and for their their sales teams and things like that. And I kind of looked at that and went, "Oh man, that's going to be a bit long." But it actually got me really extra hyped for the book. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit at the start here. First of all, the book comes out on my birthday, which is exciting. I always release something on my birthday since introduction. 
there's been a release on my birthday there's been the Giacomo Brown album there's been the live DVD there was the podcast with my mum my and dad last year so yeah and this year's birthday thing is going to be the release of the Distraction Pieces book along with and this is an announcement here it's not available on sale yet but along with a live Distraction Pieces podcast with you guys on my birthday um was that crazy noise oh, sorry there was a weird noise um so yeah at the end of last year we did a live Distraction Pieces podcast to mark the one year anniversary in October and it went down so well and the way I set it up was I had a kind of a guest first and then I thought I'll fill a bit of time with at the end with you guys coming up on stage and having a chance to be part of the podcast so people form an orderly queue and rather than just stand at a mic and ask a question you come and sit down ask a question sometimes it'll go back and forth for a bit and we'll have a discussion sometimes it'll be a, a quick question and you'll be on your way so it went down so well and you're all, all so lovely so so i decided that's exactly how i want to spend spend my birthday so we're going to be doing that I'm, I, I don't think i'm going to i'm i'm thinking i might pass on the guest idea this time because as i've mentioned before the reason i think distraction pieces works with the guests is because i don't have a crew i don't have cameras i don't have anything else than a mic and my setup and I think we get really personal interviews and I think doing it in front of a live audience gives a great dynamic for certain podcasts but it's not quite right for distraction pieces but it's perfect for a better version of, of, of what we're going to have here where we get to just engage and ask questions and and go back and forth so yeah that's the plan tickets aren't on sale yet but it's going to be in August my birthday is August 3rd and you're going to be able to, to come along ask questions be part of the live podcast and then I'll stick around as long as is required at the end to sign books to sell you the first copies of the books which will be hugely exciting I think like we're going to try and get, get Waterstones or someone to come down and uh, and sell them and I'll just sit there signing them and talking to you all um, but what is the book and why am I excited about it let's get into that the book I was approached by a great publisher called Octopus by a lovely lady called Hannah and they wanted to do transcriptions of the podcast and I was like, well, that sounds cool, but I don't want to do just kind of pick the 10 most famous people, transcribe their episodes, and that's that. That's kind of, that didn't seem exciting to me. So, so I was sceptical, and we had this meeting, and we sat down and came up, up with the idea of, a lot of you have mentioned, it's, it's from you guys, actually, a lot of you have mentioned on these previous Ask Pips, or just in general on the feedback, that a lot of topics tend to come up to be recurring subjects with different guests, so we thought well let's pick a topic like mental health or a topic like race or even a lighter topic like stand-up or film or music and then let's have those headings and then let's go through the podcast and find some cool little outtakes and sections and insights that fit into them them topics and again that was kind of our loose idea and then when I've been having to work it through and going back and forth on edits and and getting everything done and getting all choosing the right sections from the right people from the right podcasts and learning that how much is in there and all the all the in-depth knowledge shared it was kind of fascinating to realize that I mean we've got an amazing like we get a hundred thousand downloads a week um on average and we've got an amazing loyal and supportive audience but the kind of exciting thing about this was it's got appeal outside of that as as well, in my opinion, because the fact is we're pulling together a lot of great minds who happen to be talking to my stupid mind, but a lot of great minds and putting together their thoughts on the same and similar subjects. So we're putting together a real good collection of, of thoughts and ideas on these different huge topics that are, you know, are, are relevant and applicable to everyone. So 
yeah, I'm hugely excited about that. And just for the podcast fans, it's kind of great to have it will work great as as a reference book because the fact is there will be certain episodes that you absolutely love, but they're sixty to ninety minutes long, man. I don't know how many times you're going to re-listen over and over again. I know a, a lot of you do, and that's amazing. But the beauty here is we can have some of the the prominent parts in this little reference book and mr heggie is going to be doing some amazing new art for it all and i'm going to be doing introductions i'm going to be doing a section about how to podcast and and telling you that you should all be podcasting and why podcasts are so important as a new free media and yeah that's going to be the book and i'm pretty excited about that so that comes out august 3rd and as said keep an eye online i'll mention it on the podcast as, as well but keep an eye on, on my social media and i'll i'll uh, i'll let you know when um it's all on, on sale for, for my birthday party which is just gonna be m- me on stage talking to you guys i'm going to encourage you n- not to bring birthday presents because the fact is you'll probably bring stuff i'm not into and then there's that awkward thing of i'm gonna have a shitload of tat to try and take home or or to try and put in a bin like like without you noticing so yeah anyway let's get on to the questions only 10 minutes in or so now that's not bad let's go on to the questions yeah as as ever we got far more than i can actually fit in an answer in fact hang on i'm just going to put the mic down a second and go and get my drink hang on are you there I'm sitting on the floor. This is, this is going to be the most uncomfortable. I don't know why I've chosen this. I set up my stuff on the floor because of something I was recording earlier. And I thought, oh, it's set up, so I'll just go in with it. But uh, what a mess. Anyway, um, Ozzy Armstrong. Sup, Pip. That's how he starts it. That's how he thinks it's appropriate to address someone he's never met. Sup, Pip. Sup, Pip. Sup, Pip, man, dude. Sup, Pip. Have you thought about doing another versus, but with other parties? For example, DJ Shadow versus Scroobius Pip. Other potentials include the London Symphony Orchestra, Dave Grohl, Baroness, and John Paul Jones. Um, I haven't considered that in that format. Dan Lissac versus Scroobius Pip was something hugely special to me. And and we came up with the name when we didn't realise we were even a band. It was It was the name for our MySpace page. Um, of our remixes of Dan's uh, remixes of my stuff and my stuff over his 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 beats but yeah I've no desire to do uh, someone else versus Scroobius Pit but on Distraction Pieces my album and as is the plan on any future Scroobius uh, Pip's uh, solo records the plan is to work with loads of other people so on on Distraction Pieces the album for example you could say there was Travis Barker versus Scroobius Pip because Travis was on Introduction there was Danny Lonner versus Scroobius Pip. There was there was um, Zane Lowe versus Scroobius Pip. There was Steve Mason versus Scroobius Pip. There was a lot of people. There was a Wolgie and Yiller and everyone else I worked with on there, all versus Scroobius Pip. So yeah, that's kind of, there's not, I've not really got any desire to tie into anyone else at the moment, but I want to work with loads of other people. And the ex- exciting thing there is, I've been lucky enough to get to a point where it's on my own label now. So that's hugely exciting. There's no pressure from anyone. I'm I'm not letting anyone down when I'm crazy busy with this acting stuff that's going bizarrely well, the podcast stuff that's going insanely well, um, the book, everything else. So it's kind of, I like that. I like that I can just kind of do the bits I'm drawn to and excited by and that come naturally. And then what comes comes when it's ready so and the, and the only people that get annoyed are people online who are telling me that they want a specific thing 
which is tough, man. Because if I if I was like, man, uh, can you cut down on your right footsteps? Because I'm I'm a fan of your left footsteps, and I'll be like, well, I'm I'm I mean, I'm turning left a lot at the moment, which puts I need to put the power into the right the right footstep and you're like well I don't care if you're turning left a lot of them if you need to turn left a lot at the moment I need I need more left footsteps because that's I I that's what I'm into is that a weak analogy does that work I don't know if it does what am I going on about Richard Juice Leonard if that's your real name since starting the podcast your stutter seems to have improved don't know whether I block it out now or do you think it has? I don't think it has. I think it comes and goes. I think I'm more nervous at points and less nervous at other points. Um, I, 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 I don't listen back to them, so I don't know how it goes. Uh, when I did the presentation at the at the publishing thing, I started more than I've started in a while. I think I started and stumbled quite a bit on the Georgina Campbell podcast, but we'd not met before. And there's the typical nerves of a gentleman meeting a, a young lady you know, and, th- and things like that. So, but again, it was instantly relaxing and a very enjoyable podcast. I recommend you check, check, uh, check that out. That one and the Stephen Graham one have both been s- cited as being so laid back and relaxed and chatty. So yeah, check them out. But yeah, I don't know if it's, it's it, it comes and goes, it's, it's up and down. Um, I don't really understand how it works, but it's nice to hear that either you're ignoring it as much as I ignore it or it's getting better. Stu Gosney, have you have any of your podcast guests inspired or helped you start your acting career? For example, I recall Nick Frost saying something along the lines that he had no acting experience prior to Spaced and that if he can do it, anyone can. 100%. I mean, as guests and just as people and actors in the world in, in general, um, Stephen Graham, who I've already mentioned, um, was on the podcast last week and I learned tons from that podcast, but I'd already learned tons from him from watching him in films and from working with him in taboo like the first literally the first two days out we had together i felt i came i developed hugely and every day i'm working on set with with steve and with tom hardy with all these amazing people um i feel i'm learning constantly and similarly on the bastard executioner i working with people like sam spurrer and danny and and steven moyer and on on nights of the round table amazing I, I, I can't remember if i mentioned this in fact i think i mentioned it on one of them aiden gillen is in is in king arthur and it just so happens that most of the scenes that we've got together he doesn't have any lines and i'm a huge fan of him as an actor uh, from on stage from on the wire from everything else and he's been one that i watch a lot just watch what he does when he's in scenes without any lines i'm a fan of him in goddamn game of thrones obviously so yeah, just kind of observing everyone. And on the podcast, as I said, you're completely right. Nick Frost, Paddy Considine, n- numerous others, n- Neil Maskell, hugely, again, from on Arthur and for Arthur Knights, it's, it's King Arthur Knights of the Round Table. It's not a remake of the Russell Brand remake of Arthur. So Michael Smiley and Neil, as I said, Neil Maskell on set helped hugely. And then in that podcast, and as I said, Michael Smiley on the podcast, I learned a lot. Uh, but yeah, Hundred percent right. You're spot on there. I'm, I'm I'm kind of really lucky to be influenced by all these amazing people. Gary Rosansky, thoughts on Undertaker facing Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 32, or for that matter, thoughts on the whole card of WrestleMania 32 this year? Will you be watching on the third? Now, 
what's happened here is people haven't read that I said that this podcast is for the week after next, which means it will come out three days after WrestleMania has happened, despite the fact I'm recording it on, uh, on, on Good Friday. And it's really annoying for me. I listen to a fair few wrestling podcasts. I won't go into it too much now, but it's really annoying for me that most wrestling podcasts, your Stone Colds, your, 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 your JR, all of these, will do a review of a pay-per-view and they'll record it the day after, but then often it won't come out until the Tuesday or Wednesday. And the thing is, they're recording it before the Monday Night Raw. So they spend all this time analysing the, the, the pay-per-view, which is great, but then they spend also a lot of time quite naturally throwing up a, a what might come and what might be ahead. And that kind of writes off the the kind of, like by the time you can listen to it, Raw's happened and can cancel out tons of the things that they're speculating on, which is annoying, which is why, yes, this is a cheap plug, which is why yesterday we launched Monday Night Jaw, which is with me, Jim Smallman, and numerous other, it's going to be a variety of guests every week. It's going to be Jim, sorry, every month. It's going to be Jim every month. I'm going to be on it whenever I'm about. He's going to have guests from progress wrestling from the stand-up circuit for music from anyone that's into into wrestling and we record it on a on the tuesday after every pay-per-view so the pay-per-view happens we watch it we get excited we tweet about it monday night raw happens which is the most important monday night raw because it's straight after the pay-per-view then we talk about it and then our podcast is 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 relevant for weeks to come or six days um or seven days or whatever so yeah check that out if you didn't check out the first one should have dropped yesterday we record it on a tuesday and the aim is to get it uploaded on that same tuesday monday night jaw check it out it's part of the distraction pieces network so a a monday night jaw and the upcoming podcast from leap uk which is law enforcement against prohibition they're both part of the distraction pieces network and you can get these separately on itunes and everywhere everywhere else acast of course our beautiful hosts acast check it out so yeah i'm, I'm not going to s- speculate i'm hugely excited about i gave a fucking an early a late 80s early 90s legion of doom pop when shane mcmahon came out out of nowhere almost cried i was so excited so yeah i'm excited about sh- and shame being back and excited to see what they do and where they go with everything obviously it's a bit of a mess with roman but this will all be talked about in great detail on yesterday's Monday night jaw. Neil Beckwith. Hi, Pip. Just been listening to the podcast with your mum and dad. I don't remember you, but I was mates with your brother at school, so interested to hear about your experiences of going to a Catholic school. Mainly because none of us chose to follow on in that faith, but your mum highlighted that she thought it gave a structure of tolerance and just sort of being nice. So my question is really about that. I came from Pitsy but went to school with you guys and have often found that my education there gave me many more opportunities or at least gave me a much a wider perspective having been to a faith school. Do you think that going to that school I made you more open-minded about things? Um, do you think you would have achieved the things you have done without that? Um, this is a great one because Neil Beckwith, you, you don't remember me, but I very much remember you. I remember a few people in my brother's year. I remember... And, and Neil Beckwith, J- Joe Dowler, and Carl Nelson, and a few others, all being kind of the the cool kids, or the or you know, dare I say, the hard kids, the tough guys. And I I remember I was so two years below, I guess, two or three years below, 
and I was a little punk and a little metaler and I had my long hair and you know you'd get picked on a bit of school for the, for that kind of thing in my day so I was kind of the out a, a bit of an outcast in some ways I had friends I wasn't I'm not I'm not having a big cry here but I do remember that Neil Beckwith numerous times was just quite nice and was one of the kids that you're kind of like oh shit I'm gonna get done over it or have the piss taken out of me not in a violent way just have the piss taken out of me or whatever else and oh for some reason Neil Beckwith has you've stuck in my mind as one of the ones that that could have very comfortably taken my lunch money or mocked me or taken a piss I think I'm sure I remember you had long hair and an undercut as well which I did and I was kind of a few years below so I think there was a bit of a connection on the kind of being a little bit alternative in that in in, in that way but you were kind of a an older and more grown-up uh, version. But anyway, I'm going to stop going on about my um, school memories of Neil Beckwith. We didn't know each other that well. It's not like this whole thing that's, that's, that's stuck in my head. It's all right. I'm, I'm not getting cr- creepy here. But yeah, going to a faith school, I don't know, man. I think, I think it's important to be educated on as much as you can be educated on, essentially. So I think you're right that going to a faith school probably helped in that way because it allowed us to have this, to make a choice. It wasn't just a turn your nose up at it. It was right. Here's, here's what we're saying. And then make your own mind up. I think it was just a a decent school. Really? I think that's why I went there. I assume that's why you went there because it wasn't our local schools for either of us. We had to travel there. I had to get a train at like quarter past six, half six in the morning to get to school. And, only reason we could afford it is because I passed my 11 plus which meant you got a pass to cover your your travel so yeah I just assumed that for going to that much effort it was just a half decent school you know it was a, a slightly better school um it wasn't one of the private ones it wasn't like a Westcliff or whatever else um but yeah it was just a decent enough little school um I enjoyed it in ways I didn't enjoy it in other ways but it, I was gonna say I made some some great friends I did and at the time but I mean there's only one really I'm in contact now which is my homie Mark Irvine who his 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 missus his wife Kelly posted the one of the best pictures I've ever seen the other day of Mark just looking shocked and just immovable at the same time as his son are looking up shocked and immovable with sick over his face and Mark with sick on his chin and mouth so his 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 child had just thrown up in his face and it was just a beautifully captured moment anyway i'm going off on so many tangents yeah i don't know i think it helps i think it was i wouldn't say unnecessarily a faith school i'd just say a school that is kind of half decent i guess and again it was only half decent it didn't have to be decent it wasn't like we we went to some fancy school but yeah it wasn't some hogwarts shit going on Silas Osborne, where is an Aesop Rock collab? I'll tell you where there's an Aesop Rock co- a collab on B. Dolan's Kill the Wolf album with B. Dolan, Aesop Rock and Buck 65 on Jailbreak. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, what's up with the nil distribution and marketing in the US? Some some mid-major like Rhyme says, I should recognise your talent after your Distraction Pieces album in the least. You're wrong. You've missed, you've missed something here. I'm on Strange Famous in America and I put Strange Famous up there with... A rhyme sayers with Def Jux with anyone else 
and Strange Famous have been amazing for my career in America and for, for getting the word out there and building my fan base out there, putting me in touch with people like B. Dolan, who I've then, then worked with. And then it was already one of my favourite labels. And then in a mad twist, getting to release B. Dolan's album over here, Sage Francis' album over here and things like that. So, yeah, all that's happened there is... Is, is 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 you've missed something and that happens anyone that isn't a major label that happens you know you can't you can't reach everyone people have to do a bit of hunting themselves but even then you're going to miss certain people so yeah that's what's happened there and i'd, I'd love to work with asap i think he's he's one of the best there is <laughs> there has ever been it just hasn't i don't think we've ever met no we've never met um but yeah i think he's awesome um i'm gonna have a swig of water <sighs> stew wooten I'm unsure if you've touched upon it previously, but what are your thoughts on the whole Phil Anselmo issue? Your opinion on how the rock and metal world have mostly outspoken, have spoken out against him and it, and given the opportunity, what would you say? Update people here. Phil Anselmo is the the front man of a band called Pantera, who I've been a fan of for years. He, they're always, it's always been quite angry music and he's a big, scary looking dude. And at a recent gig, I believe it was a tribute gig for for Dimebag, who died a, a while back now, tragically. Um, he stood on the front of the stage, and it was caught on video, and he threw his hand up in a Nazi salute and shouted, white power. And quite beautifully, uh, Rob from Machine Head did an amazing video, just going crazy at him about it, saying, fuck this, this isn't acceptable. Phil initially came out with the excuse that he was referencing the white wine that they were drinking backstage obviously that's a lazy excuse he then kind of made an apology it's a tough one because i'm really i believe that everyone should be given a second chance and so on and so forth but i also believe that sometimes this kind of shit's ingrained in people and it's unforgivable and i'll be honest since that day i haven't haven't listened to any pantera and i like pantera but that yeah it was it was something for me i kind of went man you've yeah, I just ain't down with that. It's it's embarrassing. It should be buried in the past. Um, it's not a signal of metal. It's not, it, you know, every genre has some kind of problems with a, a race or whatever in it. There's loads of metal that is completely against that. And the beautiful thing we're seeing the rock and metal world stand up and speak against it. So, yeah, there's there's not a lot I can say. I don't I know the dude either has said people get drunk and do stupid things or say stupid stuff in the heat of the moment. I don't – I'm not going to excuse him. I'm also not going to go in too hard on him. I'm just going to make my personal choice of going, I ain't, I ain't cool with that. Chris Smith, how do you feel about the individual selling your action figure on eBay for £199? Scumbag or entrepreneur, personally – this kind of thing has put me off a, a record store day. If someone is willing to pay £199 for the figure, I guess that's what it's worth, but it's messed up that the profit doesn't go to the artist. Yeah, I saw that. It's a weird one. A few people t- tweeted me about it as it was on sale. I chose to ignore them because I didn't want to draw attention to it. The fact of the matter is, whoever b- b- buys stuff is entitled to do what they want with it. So in that respect, it is what it is. It's not really my business. It's not nice to see. But I don't know. If someone needs needs the money, then they need the money. It's a weird one because the fact is, I remember a while back I'd, I'd, I bought these um, I bought these mouse traps and I hand hand wrote on each of them 
a UC a mousetrap, I see free cheese and a fucking a, a challenge. And I just like them as a little bit of art. And I didn't know how much to price them at. So I was like, I'm going to just sling them on eBay. I've done 10. I'll sling them on eBay. And I took them all down. And they're in my drawer still because people k- kicked off and said it's it's horrible and capitalist to put people against each other to you know to and and all this kind of thing and have people outbidding and it just felt dirty and it's like that that kind of wasn't the point of it so in a way this guy can do this because at least it i'm fine sleeping at night you know we set our price at 40 pounds and that was reasonable for the amount of work that Riker put in and and how this all went so uh, we could have gone there's 60 they're all available on ebay go crazy but we chosen and and not to we chose to go here's a reasonable price that is that now if someone else if they're worth more and someone else profits off that that's kind of the nature of collectible art toys right i don't know it's i said i'm not i'm not a fan of it but i'm also not gonna lose any sleep over it ian hogg i'm speeding through these a bit better than usual i normally take ages but this is good i'm getting more in ian hogg as a few other peeps peeps come on ian come on ian we're all grown-ups as a few other peeps have already asked um are you a gamer and coming up were you a mega drive or snes guy also what has driven you towards acting and where can i in brackets legally i hasten to add watch the bastard executioner that last bit i don't know but i'm chasing up kurt on that because hopefully because i've not seen it dude i've not seen it i've genuinely had some really lovely some, some lovely messages of people being really nice about my performance and specifically about my first scene apparently it really works as a as a as as a nice introduction and a a, a good intro to my character and i want to see it like crazy but it's not out over here yet it's in america it's available on itunes and numerous other ways i'm sure it'll be available at some point over here and when it is i'll keep you all informed i'll tweet about it and, and push it out there because i'll be i'll be buying it and i will be spending a day just just watching the whole series because you got to remember as well, I had a smallish part in it. So I'm in probably, I'm in over half the episodes, but I don't know the full stories of everyone else's storylines and everything else like that. So it's exciting for me and it was amazing to be part of. So yeah, that, I'm going to work backwards. Um, coming up, were you a Mega Drive or SNES guy? For that one, I'm going to refer you to a song that I did with DJ Yoda called Sega R.I.P., which talks about whether I was a Sega or a SNES guy, and it goes into detail on that, and it tells you whether my friend James Cosgrove was a Sega or a SNES guy. Rewinding all the way back, are you a gamer? Every now and then I am, man, but I don't get a lot of time to. I bought the new... In fact, I think the last two games I've bought... No, that can't be right. I think the last two games I bought have been a a UFC 1 and UFC 2, um, because I'm a massive UFC fan, as you all know, and as you will have heard from part three of the podcast last week. And yeah, I bought that and it's fantastic. I love doing the old cheat code to unlock J- Joe Rogan, the boss Joe Rogan, powerful Joe Rogan. I loved just getting everyone on there, just getting Tyson and, and Buzz Root and, and Bruce Lee. Uh, but yeah, I like that game. I think the controls are really good. I like the battles. I but still, I've probably played it twice. I had one day playing it, and then before the last UFC event, my friend Sam Marshall hit me up saying, I see you're online. Do you want to have a game? So we we matched up, and we decided to do a few of the um, the fights f- from the pay-per-view cards. So each time, I let Sam choose his fighter, and then I'd choose mine. 
and the first one, I think I was Mark Hunt and he was Frank Mir. Or the other way around, I don't know. But either way, um, I knocked him the fuck out. Um, and then on the next one, which one did we do? We did... Um, I can't think of the other fights on that card. What the hell was the co-main event? Because that that would have been the one we did. Anyway, we did that and I knocked him the fuck out. And then I said, look, just choose a fighter and I'll choose a good opponent. And then we did that and I knocked him the, f- the fuck out. The first two were second round knockouts. The third one was like 20 s- seconds. I beasted it. And then he just s- switched his computer off and went offline and wouldn't fight me anymore. So I'm a gamer. I'm a beast. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my answer. I could, I could go on about games for ages, but that's, that's my, that's my brief answer. Um, Kira Weir, I'm a youth worker and want to start a podcast with young people led by them. Tips and advice on getting started for them. They hope it is going to become a platform for young LGBTI. I don't know what the I is. Are people to share their voices and experiences across the country. I mean, that's, that sounds awesome. And I really encourage everyone to start a podcast. And the main advice I have is just start doing it. Even, even if you're not putting them out yet, just learn, uh, learn by doing, just make a few and, and listen back and go, Oh man, I didn't, I like that element or that element. The fact is everything I've learned from my podcast is from listening to loads of podcasts. So yeah, everything I've, I've learned has, uh, has been from that, from being a student of the game. And you can do that from being a student of the game. And then you can do that from, as said, for, from recording your own and, and learning what you do and don't like. So highly recommend that. Bobby Roach. Hey, does my mouth sound gross? I don't know. I'm really thirsty, and but I don't want to swig too much. But yeah, it sounds kind of intense. Um, Bobby Roach. Good old Bobby Roach. Hey, Pip. I recall you've said in the past that your brother studies f- philosophy. And he even did a 10-day fast. Can you go into more detail on that or even have him on because it's really interesting? Yeah, I completely agree. Every time I do an Ask Pip, I have someone asking if I'm going to get my brother on the podcast. And I plan to, but it's just, I, I we've not got around to it. And he's very much not a kind of, oh, I need that moment in the, in the, the spotlight guy. He's quite the opposite. But he said he's up for it. So I'll do it at some point. Um, but you guys have all got a, a, a promise me that you make that episode the most popular one ever because you keep requesting it but i've got a feeling i'll do it and people will be like it's not a massive celebrity or whatever so but yeah i'm gonna do it and we'll get around to it i promise you but yeah it's, it's fascinating all of the fast stuff is absolutely fascinating the reason behind the 10 day fast the physical and and mental reasons and benefits and challenges and yeah it's it, it's gonna be interesting christopher knoll if you had to choose one podcast guest to be stranded on a desert island with, who would it be? See, man, that's tough, man, because number one, I've got to imply or pick a favourite guest. I've had guests on who are some of my, my best mates. I've had guests on who are massive fans of. And let's be quite blunt, I've had guests on who are, are beautiful young ladies. Um, so, you know, a lot would go in, a lot of consideration would go into that so i'm gonna elect to not answer that question because i don't know which way i would lean with it in fact i would choose one of the ask pip episodes so i could take all you guys with me or essentially so i could take my laptop with me because that's where i'm reading this all from so yeah i'd have my laptop and my and my wi-fi so then i wouldn't need any pricks on my island 
Aaron Murphy, you talked about the bad name that Limerick has with Blind Boy last week. Um, it was a few weeks ago now. But what about Dublin? Have you had any bad experiences while gigging or visiting our capital? Randy Blythe from Lamb of God was attacked last November, the night before doing a gig, and it just doesn't portray the people we are. It was an awful shame. It's an interesting one there because I read that earlier and I thought, man, like Dublin is one of my favourite places to visit, to play. It's got some of my favourite people just to interact with. I love Dublin. But it also made me think I have had some bad experiences there. It became a thing a couple of times. I had caps nicked and that it sounds really th- a throwaway and unimportant. But at that point, and it's the reason I stopped at that point. So Cr- Chris, who was on last week, I run Redshift Rebels and they make caps and he made a few handmade uh, limited like like one-off hats specifically for me spray painted with the logo I used to have have for the Saturn Lizard Lounge it was this amazing and beautiful thing and I had one or two of these and I wore them on stage for gigs and you'll know from back then that I always had a cap on during a gig and it was it's a psychological thing I didn't feel good to go if I wasn't in the right get up you know, in the studio, often I'll need to, I'll need to put a cap on to get into my in, into my right headspace. And as said, it's not it, at that point. It wasn't just any old cap. It was specific caps that were a gift f- f- from one of my oldest friends to kind of t- t- to celebrate what he was doing with his company and what I was doing with my music and touring and so on and so forth. So it bummed me out when I said I had a cap s- stolen from stage because often I it'd get rowdy and if I'm jumping in the crowd or going out to meet people I wouldn't take my hat with me that's how much it meant to me I'd leave it on stage and twice two different times in Dublin people snuck up on stage or got up there somehow and, and stole it and that just kind of I don't know man it's 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 it sucked because the fact is I could just end the gig pop my cap on and go backstage and not see anyone but as anyone who's come to any of my live shows I know we meet everyone and we're out in the crowd for as as long as is needed we'll be either crowd surfing on the merch booth or hanging out and having photos and everything else it's, 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 it's kind of sad particularly in that context that at the end of a gig where again anyone who's come to our shows will know you know we leave everything out there I can't guarantee it's going to be a perfect gig every time but I can guarantee I would have put everything into it and be sweaty and out of breath um so it's it sucks at the end of that to have someone go yeah no i'm gonna i'm now gonna take that um and in fact actually it was a dublin i caught i dealt with a, a shoplifter in the best way on the merch booth and this is this gives a bad reflection of dublin as as the gentleman says it is one of my favorite places but um i was on the merch booth i think it was on the speech development tour and so i was i was, I was running the merch booth while all the other other bands were on stage and this kid I saw him grab a copy of, of of Logica Chance, which, you know, we normally it's it's not one that that sells hugely on the tour. No, it must have been on the tour with me and Dan, in fact, because we had the new album. And I saw him gr- grab it and slide it in his coat, and then he kind of re- remained there. And I was serving other people. And I was like, "This is weird." And then he picked up a copy of Repent, Replenish, Repeat, which is the new one, and he said, "Can I have that, please?" And he gave me his money and the copy. So I, t- I took his money. And I kept the copy, and I said, "This money's for the one that's in your pocket, so you can, like, you can leave now." And then he went, "Oh no, oh, oh no, I'll swap it then. I want the new one." And I was like, "No, no, no, you've bought, you've bought that one, and you're not allowed to buy this one. I want you to, to leave." And I kind of kicked him out, and but it was kind of cool because because not only did I catch him stealing, I made him buy 
a copy of one of the ones that weren't selling as well because it's a good few years old. So that was a good that was a good moment. But yeah, despite all of that, I honestly think Dublin is one of the most beautiful cities in the world um, with some of the most amazing uh, uh, venues, sites, locations, and people. So big, big fan of Dublin, and it's just a shame that yeah, you'll always have these few people who who kind of can ruin a reputation at points. Ian Copeland. Hi, Pip. Been listening to the show since Nam. Just wondering, in comic books, not film, what company do you really rate at the moment? I mean, Image. Image are killing it, right? You just can't fuck with them. There's loads of good ones. I still think Marvel and DC and everyone are smashing it, but Image are just the next level right now. Beasts, beasts. There's a couple of others. I can't think they're not I come into mind instantly. Avatar, Avatar are beastly as well. Um, there's loads of really good ones. Chris Mott, how come you don't post any vines these days, Pip? I used to enjoy them. Well, it's nice of you to say, but I generally try and post stuff if I've got stuff to post. And I felt my vine output was a fu- fucking work of art. And I smashed it. And there's some amazing vines that got copied by other people. I'm a, I'm basically a vine fucking Picasso. Um, but yeah, I just stopped doing it. I don't know. I, th- I didn't have anything to vine. Um, I also don't s- socialise that much and have kind of a, f- a selfie phobia, which sounds weird. So if you notice on social media and that, I don't p- post a, a lot of selfies. I'm, I, I get really uncomfortable with selfies if there's not a reason for them. So I'm comfortable if it's like, look, here's this. I'm showing off this specific thing. I'm trying to display this. But if they're just a selfie, I'm not against other people doing them either. It's just, I'm just weirdly uncomfortable. It's in my private life as well. It's like, I'm not sending my mates selfies of me out of the, out of the park. So yeah, because of that, I don't know, I did a few and then I started to be really like, oh shit, am I doing, is this, is this, is this entertaining or funny? Or am I now just pointing a camera at myself and going, look at me and it spins me out of it. Nathan Fox. Hi, Pip. You always say you like having your opinions questioned. What was the last time someone changed your opinion through their knowledge alone? Um, Interesting one. Hard one to come up with off the top of my head, but also I don't think it has to be off their their, their knowledge alone. Uh, Again, that's kind of a a confusion there. You can have someone just plant that that seed of 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 question my views on um on politics have changed hugely in the last or varied in fact in the last 15 years i guess is that how long i've kind of been able to to, to vote a bit a bit less than that right yeah a bit less no yeah not even 10 years fuck's sake or 10 yeah yeah not long so, so, so over that time they've changed hugely and some of that has been through conversations with other people from Billy Bragg at one point to, you know, on the podcast with a Russell to, to talking to my my, my brother. So yeah, I, I, it's not necessarily about someone coming in and saying, here's how it should be. And you going, you're right, I'm wrong. It's going, all right, that's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that more. I don't know. It seems as bad to kind of just have one person to tell you something and you just do a complete... A one eighty. I mean, in this, in the right situation, that's absolutely fine. But it should be for me, kind of just igniting you to do some research and then go, oh yeah, actually, well, well maybe I think I'm more like this, or maybe it's more like that. Hope that answered your question. Tom Smith, D- 
do you feel that being a Millwall fan has shaped your personality at all? Of course, man. Like genuinely, I'm so I'm so proud to be a Millwall fan. I've been going to Millwall since I was four or five, and yeah, I think there's tons of good things it's 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 shaped my personality. Supporting a team where you're there, you know, or whatever. You know, we've never particularly had the glory, but you support the team because you support them. It was really interesting last season. Uh, we were in the relegation zone, and I got I annoyed a lot of Millwall fans because I was saying I want us to go down. I think it's it's best for us to go down to rebuild. Um, I felt the size of club we are, we don't have the budget to, to to buy a squad that can get us up from the championship into the Premiership or whatever else. And because of that, we were having to use a, a lot of loan players and just just like narrowly avoid a relegation or whatever else. And I felt if we went down, then we could bring through some youth team players. We could bring through some younger players and some new players and build a real core team that aren't just fighting for survival. They're, they're playing a league down. They've got more time to grow and to bond and have someone like Neil Harris have a, an appropriate amount of time to, to get his teeth into the team and really become a great manager. And the kind of point I was making to them was, you're all saying it's bad that I want us to be relegated. The fact is, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be supporting Millwall next season, regardless of what division we're in. And I've not been as much as I'd like to. I've been to, I think, four or five games this season. But as as I keep saying, I'm busy. Um, but I still, I'm watching, I'm, I'm, che- I'm, che- I'm checking the scores constantly and keeping an eye. So that was kind of my thinking. It's like, right, I'd rather look forward, even if we have two, three, four years in a lower division, if we're building, I'm still going to be there. And I I, I like the idea of us progressing so that in the future, if, you, if you're thinking we, the main thing is we can't get relegated, that's, that's short-sighted to me. That's going, it's all about this year. This year is all that counts. It's the problem with England. It's the problem we've had with England for years is no matter who comes in and says, oh, we're going to start to bring some youth through, as soon as we start to do good, the pressure's on. It's like, we need to win this year. And we start to bring back all the old players and things like that. Rather than doing what Germany did like a good while back and have, you know, a Euros or a World Cup or two where they're kind of scraping and not doing great, but they're they're giving their, their youngsters experience and building them. And then bang, you know, next time it comes round, they're, they're these beasts. So yeah, there's that. And there's loads of other things that said, I love Millwall and South London in general. So I think it's a great, a great a grounding for for growing up. Um, I've got tons to try and get through. Still, we're on fifty minutes, right? David Taylor, where do you see yourself in thirty years' time? And also, where do you see podcasting in thirty years' time? <laughs> I don't like to think about that, man. I don't particularly have any great. I, I've always been amazed or confused by the desire to live forever. It doesn't appeal to me. The idea of 30 years' time is quite a scary thing to me because I'm knackered now. I can't do all of this again. It's exhausting. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Hopefully happy. That's my main goal in 30 years' time. Happy or dead, uh, which sounds morbid, but genuinely I'm fine with either. I don't think death should be this this massive deal. It's like it happens to everyone in my belief system, which is none really. It happens and then it's over. So... I don't know, that doesn't stress me out too much. I find life a million times more stressful than death. So yeah, I don't know. My aim is to keep doing stuff that I enjoy. And then when I die, to stop doing stuff because I'm dead. And that's that. (laughs) 
So yeah, I don't know. Podcasting, I don't know. I think it'll grow and grow and grow. But you know, we might not even be using our ears in thirty years' time. Who knows? We might be just channeling everything through every every sense in our being. So who knows? Rowie, Rowie Quinn. What Rory? Is it just Rory? It's probably just Rory Quinn. Are you thinking of doing another poetry and emotion type book? I'm not, but as said, the Distraction Pieces podcast book is coming out and I'm hugely excited about that, the collection of of, of everything there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a timing thing, really. I I enjoyed poetry and emotion, but it was a good few years of work, you know, on on the go and working with with some amazing people on an amazing project that we were all kind of doing just for the love. So, yeah, I know great plans, but also not against it. Kieran Hughes, favourite non-hip-hop bands slash artists. Right, God, there's a lot to get through. I, I mean, I can't list them all. I'd go with a bit of Rancid, a bit about the driving, a bit of 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 Glassjaw. God, there's loads. Of Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes is beasting it of late. Can't get enough of them. Yeah, there's loads, man. That's a really that's a really short list, but there's a few for you. Um, Jack McCarthy, what's your favourite and least favourite memory of, of secondary school from a fellow St Thomas More guy? There's just too many of these now. I talked about my school, St Thomas More High School for boys, quite a bit earlier, so um, I won't go. I, I go into it a lot now. Um, I remember. No, there's stuff that I shouldn't s- s- say, so I won't. There's <laughs> there's there's naughty boy stuff, so I won't go into that. Um, Steve Simpson, hey Pip, what is inspiring you at the moment? What's getting your creative juices churning? Um, again, I mean, at the moment, I'm lucky enough to. But this this feels like I'm plugging and going on about. Oh, I'm an actor now. I'm an actor. I'm not. I'm learning, but it's hugely inspiring being around these these people, the the writers and directors. There's a line in in part two of this series. It's it's written. By, by Stephen Knight who's absolutely amazing and in part two there's a line where the lead character is asking someone if he thinks that the that this particular a woman is beautiful and I won't go into it or say it because I'm not allowed obviously I've signed all sorts of stuff but it's one of the most beautiful crass but beautiful lines I've ever ever read so stuff like that's inspiring me because because there's a couple of scripts I really want to write but you know working with people like Stephen and Tom is inspiring me because I want to get just into into as much acting as possible and and then and and watching a loads of tv and film there's loads I, I saw the big sh- short the other day and i'd wanted to see it for a while but i thought it's probably going to be a bit dry because it's about the financial crisis and all that my god that is one of the most beautifully made films i've ever seen it was hilarious in many places it was entertaining in every place it was informative it was clever it was, it was witty it was irreverent i absolutely adored it so yeah, just things like that. Any art, man, any art. I've been listening to, to, to a guy called JMSN recently who was recommended to me by um, by bl- a blind boy of the Rubber Bandits. And he's been blowing me away recently, so that's inspiring. So, yeah, there's a lot of inspirational people out there, dude. Alan Pelosi. When will we get to hear the stuff you've done with Travis Barker did? Yeah, I don't know, man. So basically the story there is there's a photo I've reposted recently of me, Travis Barker, Danny Alonna and Wes Borland in a studio. And what happens there, we were working on some stuff for my solo record. And Travis, I laid down some drums like as the starting point, so as a building block. And that was like 
probably two years ago now. And to be honest, we've all been really swamped. Um, Wes has moved and he's doing amazing things. Hopefully we're still going to be working on some stuff. And, and Danny's always busy and Travis is Travis fucking Barker. So, of course. So it's all still planned and it's all still, you know, on, on the table and in the pipelines. It's just a case of when and getting the time. Ideally, I need to get back out to LA. And I mean, I'm not religious, but God bless the fact that I haven't had a chance to because I've just been so swamped with amazing things over here. So... Oh man, this feels like it's it's sounding like a really boastful podcast now. It, it feels like it's been like, oh, I'm doing all these amazing things, but yeah, fuck. Ah, uh, what the fuck? You, uh, you you haven't even paid for it. Fuck you. Um, Timothy Robin Gray. One more pip. Oh, what are your thoughts on example? Now he's sold out like ninety nine percent of the rest. And my thoughts initially is I don't think examples sold out like ninety. I don't know who the rest are. Um, I think he's done well. I think he's doing well, but I also think he's making music that he loves and is into. He's he's making music that he loves and is, is into that you're not into, and that's kind of fine, you know. That's kind of okay. Um, it might be frustrating because it's you might have liked some of his stuff and the stuff he's doing now. You're not, I said, you're not a fan of. But I don't think he's sold out. I don't think at any point has he gone here's what I need to do X, Y, Z to get f- f- famous and make loads of money. I think he's gone, oh, here's what I'm into at the moment and I'm feeling this. And then he's made those songs. Um, in fact, I'm going to hopefully have him on the on the podcast soon. I'd love to sit down, for example. Um, some of you would know me and Elliot, uh, I, I worked together years ago on a track um, I, on, his, on, on one of his EPs. So yeah, I'd love to talk to him and I think he's a good dude. His music isn't to your taste. Um, and that's fine. As long as he's making it because he's into it and because he, he's, he's feeling it and loves it, then, man, that's, 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 that's fine by me. Paul Sheeran, any plans for Corner Boys, a series or a movie? I don't know, but thank you for asking. Um, Corner Boys is a little series that me, Brett Goldstein and John Drever do on on Vimeo. Um, there's four episodes and, and, and Vimeo recently made the fourth one, our Christmas special that came out in, in March. It made it the, their staff pick and yeah, they seem to get a lot of love. The first one won or was nominated for some uh, Virgin Media sh- sh- shorts or something. So they're good fun. They're little comedy sh- sh- shorts about two kind of 30, mid 30s uh, drug dealers. And it's good fun. Uh, we are talking about trying to, do more soon and see what we can do we've got some plans we've got some interest but who knows who knows but thank you for mentioning it and thank you for i assume you like it if you bothered asking melvin scullion if a new listener wanted to get into the podcast what episode would you recommend to them Uh, yeah i don't know it's tough man it depends on what you're after um I kind of love the fact that we have this core audience who listen every week for every variation of the styles and episodes of podcasts. So my recommendation, I guess, would be scroll through and look for a name of someone that you're into. Just scroll through and see who you like and jump on that one and start off that way. And then hopefully you'll get into the format and the the flow of it enough to take a few gambles and go, let's let's try that one out. Um, I mean, often in them we end up talking about other episodes and going off on offshoots. So, you know, that could be, that could be a good way to, to get th- th- through it all. 
I think that's probably, I mean, I'm on an hour now. I think I could probably wrap things up a little bit. Someone asking me if I want to sign their hard rock band. No, I don't. James Clay says, we were discussing inventions yesterday and how maybe there should be control on what's being invented because technology has such huge ramifications on society. Unemployment caused by automation, for example. Anyway, what one thing do you wish hadn't been invented and what do you wish you had invented and do you have any great adventures of your own? There's a lot of questions, dude. I wish that question hadn't been invented. Um, I don't really. No, I don't think there should be a block put on invention. Um, I think it's a wonderful, scary beast and there's some beautiful breakthroughs, but there's going to be some hideous and horrendous breakthroughs as well. Some of those beautiful breakthroughs, breakthroughs have turned into hideous horrendous breakthroughs down the line and some of those hideous horrendous ones have turned into to positive ones down the line so i'm kind of up for all of it i think that's part of the cycle of things i think we need to be constantly striving to improve everything and if that means some of these things make life harder for a bit then 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 life's harder for a bit and I don't know. I'm not hating on anyone here or, or hating on anything. God, I'm going to get in, dig myself a hole. Um, and my own inventions, yes, I've made the greatest invention ever. I've not made it, but I came up with it. Um, it's a battery-powered plug socket. Uh, I've been going on about this since I was at college, so like 10 years ago. A battery-powered plug socket that, yeah, you can plug in and you can plug anything into it. Like you put, you put, you put batteries in it and you can charge your phone you know because people can get like people like things that extend the life of their specific phone battery or whatever else it's like no you can charge anything you can charge anything with this um yeah that's is that the worst ever way to end a pod let's let's do one more mark oh got an itchy ear now this is going out with a fizzle isn't it Mark Lloyd Holt. Hey Pip, I noticed there was no you've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces podcast at the end of last week's podcast. Have you cut your own goddaughter or has she asked you to? Well, I didn't even know that had happened. That's that that, that will be at the hands of Buddy Peace, who will be l- listening to this as he masters each one. And in fact, he will put two. Like at the end of this episode, you will be told twice that you were listening to Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces podcast. I would never have cut Lola. I don't know what she's done to have beef with Buddy to cut her. But yeah, it's fucking outrageous. What's his problem? I posted a, a thing the other day, which I don't think I've talked about on here, but gets I've, I've talked about on, on, online a lot. I do fancy film-based fancy dress days out with Lola and her sister Juno and her mum, Amy. Um, the first one was the Natural History Museum. And Lola... And, w- and the theme was Jurassic Park. So Lola dressed as a dinosaur. I dressed as Jeff Goldblum. And Amy dressed as the fat guy in the Hawaiian shirt because she was pregnant with Lola. So she wore a Hawaiian shirt and thick glasses, and that was great. After that, well, what did we do next? Next came, oh, we did the Life Aquatic at the at, at the Sea Life Centre. No, the London Aquarium. So we all dressed in the kind of the blue shirts, or blue shorts and little uh, orange hats. So that was cool. Then 
we did the Lion King. Oh no, before that we did Star Wars at the Equi- at the Greenwich Observatory. Um, Star Trek, sorry, and all just got got Star Trek outfits. So it was was quite easy. And then we did the Lion King at Colchester Zoo, and that was great because I held Juno up like the, I was the baboon guy, and I held Juno up in the photo like Simba. Um, so that was great. And then last time we did Mad Max Fury Road at um, at, at Woburn. Is it Woburn? Yeah, um, Safari. So yeah, they're great fun. I post the pictures on, on, on online and, and we have right life. Everyone looks at us like we're mental, but it annoys me because I posted them to say, look, we we need to do a new one. Can we have suggestions of a film theme and location? Because the film theme has to 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 match with the location in some way. Have to has to be connected. And I got so many that were just nonsense that weren't connected or were just a film. So oh, you should do. Mr. Men or something. It's like, all right. Or, where we? Jesus. But yeah, I've got a lot of awesome suggestions as well. And I'm now trying to, we'd, we had planned. In fact, when this goes out, I'll know if we'd done it or not. The plan was next Friday to do Back to the Future at the Science Museum. And we've started to get the costumes already and shit. And it's feeling exciting. But I don't know if I'm, I'm filming or not. The fact is, the filming, I'm booked in for, for these blocks. I'll be blocked off for several weeks, but I'll only know which specific days I'm used, kind of a last minute. So, yeah, I don't know about that. But um, if we have done it, then the pictures will be online. If we haven't, then hopefully we'll get around to it soon. Luke Hurst, what are your favourite Marvel comic book runs and why? I think on a Marvel front of complete runs... A Punisher Max, Garth Ennis's A Punisher Max run. I don't know what it was about it. Just oh, I loved it. It blew me away. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I I I, I liked it a lot. Hang on, there we go. Let's, let's see if there's any more any others to end on. Vic Barazzati. Hi Pip. Is there any part l- lyrics or line in a song or poem you looked at after some time and the meaning changed for you? I don't know. It's weird the way I write. I write and the meaning remains very much in that moment, if that makes sense. So it remains there. So the songs now, they mean the same thing they did then, but all equally they don't mean anything. When performing them, I get into that moment and I channel it, but but that's it really. Interesting one. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but when A You Will See Me came out, I wrote A You Will See Me for a friend of mine who had just come out of a, a a relationship and been screwed over a bit but she happened to be a very talented and successful lady so i was like right you know just be motivated they're, they're, they're not gonna have to avoid your success and all that so just use it as a as a motivation a motivating factor and and when it came out someone said is you will see me a reply to letter from god to man and i listened back on word for word it could be it could be man replying to god and saying you know, you left us, you dumped us, you you played with us for a bit and then you fucked off and then getting really angry and saying, I'm going to destroy the whole world and talking about war and all this kind of thing. So, yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to end on this one. Steve Potter. Hi, Pip. Love the show. Gets me through my nine-mile Saturday morning run every week. What are your thoughts on the passing of Fife Dog? 
I don't have any thoughts on the past and the five. Oh, I do have thoughts, I guess, on the past and the five dog, but I'm always uncomfortable with this kind of thing when people die and then there's kind of a demand for some kind of public reaction from people. And we've discussed this in the past. In, in At the beginning of the Robin Ince episode, we go into this in a, a lot more detail, but I've always found it a bizarre thing. And I saw that, that Fife had passed and I'm a massive Tribe fan. And instantly I went and listened to some Tribe and, uh, and, and, and reminisced. But I had no desire to post anything for anyone else to... There's a great Anthony Jeselnik piece that kind of almost relates, but it's convertible to to things like like Mother's Day as well. It's, it's always confused me when people post on Facebook to say, like when their mum's not on Facebook, just to say, hey, I just want to wish my mum a happy Mother's Day and say that she's the best mum in the world. And it's like, well, you're not wishing your mum that. You're making sure everyone knows how nice you or it's it's weird because it's not only that it's some you know there is obviously an element of just saying you want people to know how much you love your mum but it's that weird thing of like it's well for what end you know for for me it should be i let your mum know that and i don't know and it's, it's similar on these kind of things if someone passes that i didn't know and wasn't close to or that i did know i don't know that my reaction or my emotion towards it, I don't know why I'd feel that needs to be got out to everyone. And, and the Anthony Jeselnik thing, sorry, he says the reason he makes some harsh jokes and stuff about, he'll often joke quickly about tragedies or disasters. And he, he says he, he feels everything should be laughed about and it should be, I made a joke of and it takes power away from it. But he's also saying that the people affected by a tragedy 24 hours after the tragedy aren't on social media looking at Anthony Jesnick's page. The people that get offended by this are the people that are on there who weren't involved in it. And it's that weird thing that he, I'm, 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 I'm wording it all wrong and he words it beautifully, but it's that thing of, and we've had one recently with, with Brussels, the tragedy in, in Brussels. And I tried, you know, I stayed off social media if I'm honest, because it's a weird one. I don't want to get angry at anyone for grieving. Of course I don't. That's, 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 that's your own choice. But equally, my mind can't compute why you need to let people know that you're grieving. And and Anthony Jeselnik's point on it and joke on it, and again, it's a joke, but it's a point he's making, was that it's kind of going, this great tragedy has happened in the world today. You know, something really, truly horrific has happened and I just want to make sure that in all of this, you don't forget me. You know, you don't forget how sad, you know, I'm sad. Don't, please just don't forget, don't forget me today because I'm sad about this and I'm hurting about this. And again, that's kind of, he exaggerates it and it's for effect and it's Anthony Chesnick's way, but there's something in that for me, man. And it's the reason I avoid... Um, engaging too much of these things and in the end I did do a five dog post I didn't say anything but I genuinely I saw someone I think it might have been on the okay player Instagram I saw just a poster or no some two framed pictures hung next to each other and it just said you on point tip and the other one said all the time Fife and I like that it felt just beautiful and it, it for some reason it it, it welled me up at the time of seeing that, that kind of, that interaction of them two, and obviously it being a lyric uh, p- 
poster and sheet. So I kind of posted that, but had no comment. I didn't want to, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine for those who do want to write something. I'm not having to go at anyone here. It's just not for me, man. It's just kind of, and again, if there's, I don't know, it, it, it may happen where if there's someone that's, I want to share something or there's a story I want to tell or things like that. But if I don't have a story I want to tell, I don't feel I should just speak because it needs to be marked and I need to have my voice heard, if that makes sense. What a weird note to end the podcast on. (laughs) Thank you very much for tuning in. Next week, I should have a real live genuine guest. In fact, so when this week, hang on, so I'm recording this on Good Friday. So to me, next week is going to be the 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 three drunk episodes that happened for you guys last week right the week after that which is this week i think i've got four maybe five episodes all lined up as soon as i've got some free time honestly i I know i say this isn't my full-time job blah blah but i'm not just just palming you guys off i love you all and i love i love doing this podcast so as soon as i've got this free time there's there's four i've got three three separate days and two and two in one day that i've got lined up uh, and the week after that, I think I've got three lined up. So I should be queuing up a whole load for the next point where I'm busy and have a load going forward into the future. So loads to come, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoy them all. I've been Scroobius Pip. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. Oh, in fact, I should pause so Buddy can put the the you've been listening to bit in there twice. You've been listening to Scrooge Pit's Discretion Pieces. You've been listening to Scrooge Pit's Discretion Pieces. And now he's done that twice. Um, I can say goodbye and thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and stuff like that. It, it helps. The ratings and that help, and it's a weird one because most of you have already done it, I guess. So it's hard to get. In- get new ratings but but it means that we drop down the itunes charts because it's kind of weighted to new podcasts or new or new surges and the fact is again charts aren't a big deal they don't mean anything in that respect but they do mean that you get greater profile because the higher you are the more people see and hear about it so it genuinely makes a difference if you can take a moment to quickly rate and review and whatever or tell your friends to spread the word so Thank you very much for that, guys. I've been Scroobius Pip. You can find me at Scroobius Pipio on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip. Also on Facebook, head to the Distraction Pieces podcast page because we post little snippets from good podcasts of, of Distraction Pieces. Obviously, some little highlights for you to kind of have and share and, and listen to on your daily to get, to get you, you through your daily grind. So check us out there. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really need a wee wee. Bye bye.